Welcome everybody, Inside Dirt Show. I think this is episode number 12. I think we're about there. Really? Yeah. How about that? Inside Dirt Show, episode number 12. This is the Maitland Review Pod coming to you on Monday the 15th of uh, July. Damn, the year's getting away from us. Joe Stevens here as always and I am joined... By the man, the myth, the legend. He just came off a victory yesterday oh, God. at the Rosebud Gippsland Regional on his comeback to the top. Duran Stapleton, what's happening? You've been checking checking in on me. I didn't even tell you that. Yeah, I was checking the results. Yeah, it's a bit of it's all I can win these days, a Gippy. I didn't even know you were there, and then I saw an Insta story. Someone had posted you were there, and I was like, I wonder how bang it did. Really? Yeah. I pretty much tried a bloody uh, my Honda 250. So it was a bit heavy going, could have zip-tied the throttle wide open, which uh, it's for yeah. a bike that I bought myself, it's a little <laughs> bit hard to do that. But no, it was a good day. It, was, well, it wasn't really a good day. It was horrible weather, and uh, down in Victoria, we've been copping it lately. So, But it was nice to get there and out there and have a race. I mean, for those of you that don't know, and no one would know, because Duran, he doesn't do anything on social media unless he's DMing the chicks. Oh, come but, on. Um, Sorry. He's on a ride. We're like 30 <laughs> seconds in, and you've thrown me under the bus. It's going to happen. <laughs> The stories you were telling me before the show, no, like if on. I put that on the air, <laughs> no. we'd have to start a new, oh, it'd be like Duran after dark. For new, the, new topic. New topic. Um, you're on a comeback, <laughs> you're getting fit and healthy, you're going to the States soon, do some more riding? Yep, I'll get over there and uh, because I can pretty much, I haven't ridden in pretty much two years consistently, so I thought I might as well go over and uh, have a little bit of fun and, and get some bike time finally. It's cool man, it's good to see you getting back into it. Oh, I'm definitely feeling it. So we Aussie Supercross is a goal here or what? Uh, we're going to wait and see. Like I have like I said, I've pretty much been off for two years. So uh, for me, I really need sort of six months of solid riding uh, and then we'll go from there. I don't want to rush into uh, another series. I've pretty much for the last three Supercross series that I've done, I've pretty much just been hurt. So uh, if I don't get back to a good level, I won't race, but we'll see. If I can get back to a speed where I feel like I can be top five again, I'll do it. All right. What uh, and then AMA maybe? Oh come on, mate! I don't don't know if I got that budget anymore. Well, you were saying going back to the states. I didn't know if that was. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I don't see. know. It costs a lot to get a bike worth riding over there. Yeah, true. So all right. Well, this is the Maitland Review Pod. Duran, stop talking about yourself. We're yeah, hearing no, way Jesus too much Christ, about you got it. Me going on myself. Yeah, it's been a whole three minutes of Duran already. <sighs> um, Maitland, round seven, Pirelli MX Nationals. It was eventful. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just finished up watching it as before we gone on air. And what did you think of that track? Look, from what I was hearing before I got there, I was expecting us to be going to, you know, you know, like the Vic, the Vic Junior tracks. Yeah. For those of you listening nationwide, like for some reason in Victoria, in the last few years, all the tracks have turned into really tight, super tight tracks. I was going to ask that because obviously not being there. The track was extremely fast, it but was. was it smashed into a yeah, little... Yeah, so that's what they did. It's like they, obviously they revamped, a, uh, I guess you'd say a junior style track, but I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't have to ride it, but it, it definitely made life a little difficult for us with the cameras on the NRG TV because there was so many like switchbacks. The track ran like up and up so and down. So it wasn't in a very big area. 
It wasn't, but they fit a lot of track in. Um, I actually thought the racing was great. It was pretty good. Like some of the riders hated it, some of the riders loved it. But I wouldn't say loved it. But you know what it's like, man. If the, if you do well at the track, you like it, and if you don't, typically you say the tracks. Shit. It just it didn't. It wasn't ripped very deep, was it? Because it it didn't really form up. It formed up ruts in pretty was, much the whole track, but nothing that was you know crazy. Nah, but again, I think that's good from a from a fan's point of view and from doing the, the commentary and stuff. Whenever you got slot car train track ruts, because the there was a lot sucks. of passing on one. There half was a of the lot track. of yeah. There was certain parts of the track. Basically, after there was that long straightaway with the straight line ruts, and it it went that right hander where like the mulch was. After that, there was like the backside of the section with that big ant hill, and it went all the way into the bush um, before it came back. There was no pass in there. Yeah. Um, but everywhere else, you can make passes because you guys even commented on that uh, coming into the last laps of the moto uh, on a few of the classes that there wasn't really going to be any passing coming into that finish line area. Yeah, it was basically if you you could hold that turn before the finish line tight and if they went right, like you would see them get a run at that finish step up and then you could go wide after the step up and cut them off in that S-band and pretty much that whole, I don't know if you call it the top side, but like, yeah, once you dipped out the other side of the track past that mulch turn, there was no passing. Well, it seems like that uh, round on the weekend was probably one of the most um, – sort of different rounds we've had for the year. And I think we saw that with the two red plate holders. Both had terrible days. Struggling would be, yeah, an understatement, honestly. And it's so funny because we were all wanting to choose Waters for the title last week. Yeah, and, it's... And it's not not saying that he's out of it, but far out. That wasn't what we were expecting uh, coming into the third last round. Yeah, he just wasn't on all day. Or fourth last round. I yeah, and that, but that's the thing, though, and this is where it gets interesting. You go, all right, well, it's only round seven, but eight, nine, and ten are yeah, in. We're a, smashing these out in it's three in weeks. Two-week turnaround. So for the momentum that Luke Clout's got right now, that's dangerous for the rest of the field. And did you notice in that, especially that second back-to-back, the intensity that Clout had? He did look. He had a, quite a few moments actually, but his intensity was way higher than anyone else. And in those back-to-back sprints, that's really what it, you need. And when they said he did dropped a lap time of 147, I thought, sure, is that right? Like no, he was two it, seconds quicker than... He was. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, right? And first of all, probably should have said this in the intro, but we didn't. Um, we don't have any guests on today's show. Um, we've had to do a day show. Duran and I got a bunch of stuff going on. And um, I tried getting Luke Cloud on, but he's doing the Maitland uh, coaching thing for the MX of Nations today, the fundraiser. So he said he would have loved to come on, but he couldn't during the day. So unfortunately, because we haven't had Cloudy on yet, so it would have been rad to talk to him about. So see, would he get paid for that? Because if he if he um, puts his time into something like that and, and doesn't, doesn't get, get picked, picked, I did wonder that. I'm like, how does that work? But uh, maybe he's just a good bloke, just comes out, just wants to raise some money for the designation. Surely, he, oh, it's a fundraiser. You don't get paid, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to get Nato Crawford on. I hit Nato up. He said he couldn't do a day show either. So. At the moment, we're kind of flying solo, Duran, but we'll hold it down. We'll keep a little bit of an abbreviated show this week, but I just want to get the major I didn't really want to out. talk to anyone anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, two things impressed me with Luke Clout, right? After that first moto where he just dropped the hammer on everyone, and then Aiden was doing the interviews um, before the, the gate dropped, got that five-minute break, yep. and everyone was red in the face. They were puffing. Cloudy wasn't even sweating. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's pretty well known that he's uh, he puts in the work out of sort of all the riders. He's one of those ones that you can't really ever question his fitness. His work ethic's there, 100%. Yeah, uh, it, whenever you're at the practice track, he's always doing motos, so I don't think that was ever a question. But it's obviously really clicking for him now, and Gimpy last round wasn't 
the best for him, but it's cool to see him bounce back now and and put himself straight back in the championship. He's got a nine-point lead now. So if you were to come into the weekend uh, thinking that Waters what, had like a two-point lead, and now he's not even in second in the points, he's in third. So Well, no, it was um, Waters actually had... Oh, okay, so let's go back to the start of the day. So Super Pole was a big thing because Melros won Super Pole. Yeah. So that drew he and um, Clout level on points, and they were both only three points back. Oh, so it was three. Yeah. It was more than three before the start of the day, but then Waters, I didn't. I think he was fourth or fifth in Super. What do you Bowl. think about that do, with Super Bowl? Do you feel like they should pay points? Well, it used to pay five to one, and now it goes three to one. Yeah. Um, so it's not as much because back in the day, like if you're in the championship hunt at the last round and you miss Super Bowl and your competitor got first. He'd make up five points. Well, I can see what, how, yeah, you've got to be really quick in qualifying to win a championship, and it's super important. But if you're one of those guys that sort of brings a little bit more when it comes race time, mm. you'd be pretty annoyed that they're paying points for a GoPro Super Bowl. Yeah, you've got to be in it to win it, though. I guess the money's, what do they still pay, 500 bucks? Yeah, man, 500 bucks. It ain't bad for one lap. No, it's pretty good. Um it was it's funny because the round was presented by Raceline, like sponsor. Yep. And then the Raceline rider won the Raceline Super Bowl. It's pretty impressive. It was pretty good branding for that. And that we haven't seen Hayden do that, have we? No, nah, he hasn't won a Super Bowl all year. But and this another was one the, that was in Super Bowl was Dobson again. Dobson again, and then you had the usual suspects, but Dobson was fast. Um, Metcalf, We're kind of waiting for him to, because yeah, he's got some solid results, fifth, sixth, and and stuff like that. But for someone who's consistently in Super Bowl, I'm really looking for him to come out and get a whole shot and lead the first 10 minutes or something of a race. It happened off camera, but apparently Dobson went down in the first back-to-back and didn't even ride the second one. Oh, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I don't know what happened there, but um, we didn't see it. But his Instagram race report said, yeah, he, he took it pretty hard digger in the first one. Um, Did he crash with Waters, was it? Is that what happened? No, nah, no, Waters didn't go down in the first one. So I want to ask you this. For the dude that's been leading the championship consistently, let's say, the quickest of the series, yeah. what the hell happened to Waters on the weekend? Because he, that wasn't, that wasn't good. Mate, I'd love to say it was one thing, like watching the bike, it wasn't like, oh, the, the Husky's just not working good on this track or this or that. Like in the third moto, he was there, he was fourth, I think. Yeah, I think he was fourth, yeah. You know, but he was... He came from sixth to fourth, and he was fourth the whole moto. I think, and you guys touched on it on NRG, was that it wasn't, let's say it wasn't a technical track, and uh, I felt like you. it was just a hang it out, just pin it, don't really think about it too much, and that's not Waters' strong point. And for someone who like Cloudy, who's really comfortable with hanging it out, it really benefited him. And for someone like Waters, like you said on the uh, broadcast, yeah. Coolum and, and stuff like that, whereas he really shines where he has to jump bumps and stuff like that. And that Maitland track on the weekend, to me, I know I wasn't there, but it didn't really get that rough. It wasn't rough. No. You know, we had a look at the track. I mean, there was a couple gnarly spots for straight line ruts that had some, like some uh, foot peg grab to them. They were pretty gnarly. There were a couple like turn ruts on the 90 degrees that they had a pretty big G out and you had to mono through them and, and keep your toes in. But dude, other than that, like it, I wouldn't say it was hang it out style track, but I think. You know, Waters' skill set, like we said on the broadcast, like he's so good when the track's just destroyed and he's got to carry that momentum and he uses his big torso to just pick the bike up. You didn't need to do that there. It was just rolling momentum, 
and basically twist it where you need to twist it. And when the little bit they did have Todd on the TV, he was still trying to wheelie stuff and, and tail tap and, and stuff like that. And I think it just probably wasn't working. It wasn't a track to do that. It was just pin it and, and yeah, hold on. It just looked like, and you know, if he has that as a throwaway round, but it's kind of ironic that, you know, the round, say, at Wontaggy where he had that DNF, and it, it's pretty much this that round. really could cost him, couldn't well, it? Well, it could because now he's had that throwaway round. You can't have another round where... You know, I mean, look, he finished fourth overall, but he was uh, 53 points. Luke Clout on 67. So what's that? 63, 13, 14 points. (laughs) 13 or 14. So that's 14. I would say it's one of the two. Yeah. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you this because it was in Maitland, the round seven. Yeah. Do you think there was a, uh, I wouldn't say home track, but even in the 250s, you saw Webster, who's based in yeah. Sydney. And I said that on the show. Um, I think you looked at how Cloudy and Webster were attacking the track. So is this a track that they get to ride? No. Oh. No. It's only been redone like three months ago. I think Jay Wilson... But I'm just saying, do they get to ride before that layout? Did they get to ride a lot of that? Well, Maitland to track? me, it was a typical New South Wales dirt. Oh. You know like how Appen... Because there was quite a few rocks in it. Well, Appen is your New South Wales dirt, but they rip it seven foot deep and... It gets so Gnarly. ruddy that it's not like anywhere else, right? That's never like that except for the national. But like Maitland, that was how it would be at a local race in New South. So and they haven't had a national there before, have they? No, first time. So probably the track prep wasn't quite what we're usually used to at a national. Yeah, I don't know. It's The track prep thing, it kind of it pisses me off a little bit when everyone's like, oh, the track this. Like, dude, the track is what it is. Like, well, the thing the was, it wasn't dusty on the weekend, so there's nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with, with that being track. being a little bit hard. Everyone wants this perfectly manicured, but then they bitch when there's too many deep ruts and there's no passing lines. Like, you can't say that you couldn't pass on that track at Maitland. We saw a few cool passes on that um, hard pack, uh, I guess, bank of a turn. There was a long sweep of those, and you saw a cloudy dive bomb longy. Yeah, just that fully was blocked sick. Past that was yeah. a cool part. And I don't Riker's, even know. Riker's got Malros back that way. Just shoved it straight up the back, up the inside, and uh, yeah, it was cool to see some uh, passing on you know a part of the track that's probably what well, I wouldn't say looked, prep badly, but it wasn't. Well, it, no, it, it, was it looked ripped. pretty. The amount of guys you wouldn't have seen it, but in qualifying the bank. Uh, for the spectators by the food and stuff was right there, and I stood up there for a minute in MX2 qualifying at the start of the day. And man, I counted so many guys go down in that inside rut because it was just forming up. Isn't that where uh, I know we're not talking about two fifties, but Malkowitz crashed there, didn't he? Dude, I don't even know what was going on with that. And then he got back up, and then oh, we'll talk about it later. Let's get to it. That was bizarre to me. Um, what, when he kept going, well, uh, he was a lap down, and then he tried to get back in. It's like, where get he, the fuck out of the way. I would have <laughs> if I if I was a racer in that environment. Well, I that been caused um, who lost the position because of that. Wilson and was it. It was Wilson and it was maybe one, and one, other, one other got passed by um, Webster two foot one. Yeah, because they, because they of had to dodge yeah. Bailey. Yeah, I'd go want to drop him after the race after that. I mean, I don't know. It's not. I get what Bailey was doing. It's like, all right, I'm out of the race, but I can still run the speed. Watch this, but it's just, dude, not when they're in the lead lap. Like, drop him behind the guy in fourth when the freight yeah. train's gone by, and then chase him down all you want. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You just don't know. He may may have been a little bit frustrated. He did lead the first, what, five laps or something? He did. I mean, dude, he looked really – anyway, let's get to him later yeah. because we're going to get way off, off track. Um, but, yeah, to, to summarise Waters, like it just – I don't think it was anything good for him as far as how the track was. And um, it was a strange day because, like, say, Metcalf, he looked really good um, in the back-to-backs. 
and then he was, and he was good again. He was good it. again until he went down. So where did he actually? I get, don't know. It was okay. off camera because he got what eleventh in that second moto. So yeah, I think it was a either he had a pretty big one or um he was on the ground for a while trying to get going. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I think it was just early enough in the race where it kind of um it was you know enough people went past. So. I was. I'm just looking at the points right now, and and Gibbs has actually moved up into fourth. He's he's leapfrogged uh, Rikers. So even though Rikers is nearly what 100 points down, it's still pretty cool to see. Uh, let's say somewhat of a privateer uh, still up there for top five in points because his teammate um, Rodbell didn't have Dude. quite the. What's going on there? Because he was up there once again. Yeah, I don't know. It's like that last moto. He he. Nearly whole shot. Did he whole shot? I can't remember. I think he might have got the whole no, shot. No, because uh, he either whole shot or was in second, and he actually passed Metcalf back. Yeah. So his intensity in the, the first few laps was awesome, and then it, I'm not sure he just sort of disappeared slowly. I, I, I wouldn't say it's – I'm tripping over my words here. Like, there's nothing wrong with him physically by the look of it, unless he's carrying an injury we don't know about. It just looks like either the bike isn't there or he's – everyone's program seems to have progressed, and I feel like since he went back to the States – in the mid-season break, he wasn't riding the same bike, wasn't riding the Aussie tracks. Oh, did he go actually go he, home? he went back for the whole break. Um, and it, as much as he was saying on Instagram, like, oh, you know, it's good to get some training in because I think he's been struggling to get ride time over here. Oh, really? But uh, you know what it's like. You go to the States for you, like, it's great. You're going to build a bit of a base with your riding every day, but it ain't going to help you race in Aussie tracks. No, it's, it's so different and it's kind of hard um, to sort of replicate, like, uh, there's nothing wrong with our tracks over here, but they're definitely not on the level of uh, America. Well, level and it, regardless, it's just that's the style of the track. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, what I wanted to ask you was, what is your opinion for a national to have on concrete starts? I like it. You do? I do. Really? Yeah. So every time we went into a concrete start, I f- hated it. Well, like, you know what? They used to do it in the States, like Southwick had a concrete start back in the day. Like Glen Helen. Glen Helen. As much as you go, yeah, it needs to be uniform, but we're not at MXGP. We're not at AMA. We've got to work with what we've got. At the end of the day, if you're a pro-level guy and you can't do a concrete start, like what's going on? Yeah, and actually Metcalf was uh, using his whole shot button. Well, he said um, he wanted to thank the Canadian series because they have some concrete starts up there. Yeah. He's like, that's how I got good starts because I did a lot over there. So I watched him in the free practice starts and he was waiting for everyone to go because, you know, they get two before they go. And he did two by himself. And I think he had the whole shot button on for one and one without to test it out. Um, but the thing with that concrete was it was actually really grippy. Like yeah, those I got guys told were it was hooking like out of there. The rock was exposed and it was not too. It bad. wasn't polished. Um, and yeah, Medi, Medi got some good. St- Man, you should have heard Medi's bike in qualifying. Why? What was wrong with it? I think he either split like the header pipe or there was a you know the connection from the header to the silencers. Yeah, yeah. something blew out like bad. Really, it sounded like a freaking tank was getting scrubbed around the track so was, he wasn't in super pole or was he no he qualified like 11th oh okay which was pretty impressive considering it sounded like a freaking submarine yeah um but he it's a shame he went down that last one man um all right so let's take a look at the results luke clout uh wins the overall he goes 2-2 in the back-to-backs and then no 1-1 in the back-to-backs two in the last one goes 1-2 for the overall which luckily, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sound the fucking we've only, we've only got what three more rounds of this bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, luckily for he won two thirds of the moto and he still got the overall. So yeah, 
Well, Gibbsy, because um, Cloudy at one point wasn't in, he was in fourth right? yeah. in the last moto and he had to get to second to get the overall. Yeah. The whole time I was just thinking like me and Barry are going to talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. So luckily he did, but it was cool to see Gibbsy. Uh, I, I feel like if Gibbsy didn't have that injury, he would be the champion still. Do you think? Because he's consistently like fast. Like at, look Honestly, at Gimpy, he was fast once again. Yeah, I disagree though because of the fact that before the injury it wasn't. But he's coming on strong now with including that injury. Because there's no pressure. You reckon? Not some, I'm not saying that Gibbsy suffers with pressure, but you've got to look at that nothing to lose mentality as opposed to these other guys that are coming down the stretch. It's getting to the pointy end. I guess, but I still feel like... If Maybe they've figured some stuff out on the bike that they hadn't previously. I mean, he looks ridiculously good on that CDI Yamaha. Yeah, yeah and you notice both the CDI bikes uh, in that choppy, square-edge crap stuff. They they both really drive well, and obviously they've done their homework. Maybe they need to, to, to hire Craig Dack at Factory Yamaha in America and get the oh. bikes working over there. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, might be onto something. A little bit different level, I guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, Ferris shipped the bike over there from Oz and got on the podium. Yeah, but that's a production-based bike. So uh, don't you think that sometimes when you change everything? Like, do you th- feel like the Japanese are trying to go, you know what, let's put this shit bike together? Like, all the parts, whether it's the triple clamps, where everything is tested so well, and when you change everything... Is that like the Japanese aren't retarded? No, the engineering that goes into them bikes, you shouldn't need to change much. But what I'm saying is, it's a production rule over here as well, isn't it? Say what? Production. You said production based in the states. It's production based over here too. No, but I'm saying Dakar ain't changing out swing arms and frames. That's what I mean. So they've got such a good base with that standard bike. Like they they're not changing crazy amount of things. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Whereas, don't you feel like in uh, America on those Yamahas? I don't know. I could, I'm talking straight out of my ass right now, but they've tried to reinvent the wheel a little, little bit. And <laughs> Pretty standard Yeah, formula. exactly. But, well, yeah, Ferris went over there on a standard, relatively standard bike and killed it but two years ago. Yeah. But in saying that, we have, like, people like Kyle Peters when he came over on Cowie, like Rod Bell at the start of the year. When you go over for one event, you've got no pressure, just like you're saying Gibbsy yeah. does now. So you're saying and you right kill it. is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to go over, and there's nothing wrong with Ferris – being an eighth place guy over there, there's still the best riders in the world, you could say. Yeah. Also, insert um, plug here. We're going to just clip this for a second. Um, we launched our second podcast channel on the Inside Dirt Network, which was the Conversation Podcast brought to you by Recoverate. And we did that with uh, Dean Ferris last week. So I'm sure, unless you've been living under a rock, you would have seen it all over the social media between MX Nationals and here. Duran may have seen it if he took some time out from Tinder. Um, but. That is a separate channel, so you got to search inside the, the conversation on the podcatchers right now because we don't have enough views for it to come up. If you just type in like the convo, it won't come up. So you got to search the exact wording. Um, we've had really good numbers on the Ferris Pod, but I need you guys to uh, subscribe to it, share it, get it out there, please, because that's a channel where we're going to do some in-depth, you know, journalistic conversation. We're going to do some crossover athletes with different disciplines. It's not just going to be me and Duran waffling. People like our waffle dram, but you know, there's a time and a place. I've actually had a few people at um, Rosebud yesterday at the Gippsland Centre come up and, and talk to me about it. 
pretty much just said you're a, you're an idiot. Yeah. So that was good to hear. That it really liked me. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, it was it's cool to see people. Uh, you got a new microphone too. I know. I actually got asked why I sound like I'm in the uh, another room. Yeah. So hopefully this one is fixed and uh, you can hear me probably. So there you go, guys. Search the conversation inside the, the conversation uh, with Dean Ferris. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on all the platforms you get this pod from. Uh, and please, yeah, subscribe to it and help me spread the word. We're going to put some really cool content out with that channel real soon. Um, but back to it, um, Ferris, let's talk about that real quick. What does that do to the championship? Because he's in for the last three rounds. And is it on the Recover 8 KDM again? He is, yes. Uh, I feel like at Coolum, he'll win. Yep. Uh, Maury, we haven't really seen... What, what did Ferris used to do? I suppose he used to win everything. So yeah. even though it's going to be a little bit more jumpy of a track, uh, I still feel like he probably does get the win. But was he going to have two weeks on the KDM? Yeah, I reckon Maury will be like Murray Bridge where he's kind of feeling it out and then come Coolum, it'll be on. Yeah, because if he wins Coolum, no one's going to remember if he gets third at Maury. Yeah, I think they'll just be like, you know, figure it out, get a base, and then, all right, Coolum. But more importantly... Because, dude, he'll have round bonuses for a weekend. Like, he'll get two separate rounds. Well, yeah. Oh, that's true. So Because on, the, on the podcast interview me, he's like, he wanted to come home and make, you know, make some money, basically. Cause well, you'd have to think that he'd be up around the 10K mark for a win. Kato would have to be around that Yamaha mark. I hear it's like 10K for a round win in MX1. Fire would be pretty nice to be able to go out and win 30K in... In two weekends. <laughs> well, he'd probably have, like, recover rate bonuses. He'd probably have race line and Katie. Like, you don't know the ins and outs. Fox as well. He's probably, if he ever gets to listen to this, he'll probably just be shaking his head at us. Don't listen to these idiots. Yeah, talk about it. We're probably way off. Way out to lunch. Yeah. But anyway, what more importantly, who do you think... <laughs> the finger just got pointed. <laughs> who do you think is going to, at Moree, who's that going to suit? Clout, Waters, or Maros? I'm done making predictions, honestly. Because, yeah, we were all batting all over the waters for the title, wanted to pick him <laughs> on this bet, and and was Darnell yeah. was picking clout, wasn't he? Yeah, Darnell's been clout bandwagon. I've been waters bandwagon. I sort of forgot about Maros the whole year. Yeah, so. you really haven't been. And once again, Hayden was like, I know he won Super Bowl, but from watching the motos, pretty quiet day for him, but he's still... Well, this is, you know... This is Hayden all around all year. Like it, when he won Super Bowl, I was all about it on the show on the intro. I'm like, no one's going to touch Hayden Merrill today. Like you should have seen him in qualifying. Like it was ridiculous how much faster he was. Really? I mean, it was only a, it was like one point one seconds, but it just looked so visually it looked faster. But then come the races, it just it just didn't look like he executed it the way he needed to. And Cloudy stepped up. But for Hayden again, third overall, still third in the championship. I mean, it's a solid year for him. Is he? I thought no. He's second in the championship. My bad. So he's Sorry, only Aiden. what nine? Yeah, once again, <laughs> once again. Fucking, uh, so, so he's nine Clout, points out. Mel Ross and then Waters. Yeah. So with three rounds to go, nine points is not really anything, especially when you throw Gibbs and Metcalf in, and they're been on the podium in multiple motos. Like obviously Gibbsy won Gimpy, didn't he? Uh, yeah. So did he? <laughs> he did. Or was it Waters? No. Wa- Oh man, you're killing me. Sorry, Gibbsy was on the podium wherever he was. No, Gibbsy won the last moto. Um, I should really have this in front of me. Let's check. So that those two Metcalf and Gibbs are gonna get into the mix in every moto, pretty much. So that Waters won the overall. Gibbsy won the last moto at so, Gimby. So if 
if it's not out of the question for Clout to come out and get a fourth or a fifth with how good that top group is. And there's a nine-point swing straight away. So It ain't over. No. Like, it is a long way from over. I think Ferris being in the mix is going to take away some of them top points, like the 35s and the, the race wins. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. So you've, you've got uh, Ferris for three-round wins? No, nah, I got him for the two-round wins. Two-round wins. I think Waters is going to win one round at um, Coolum as well. Really? Yeah. So who you got for the championship then? <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to sound like a bandwagon, but I'm liking Clout at this point. Wow, well, change it up just like that. I'll I'll stay with Waters. You're going to stay with yep. yep. I'm just like everyone on the web the web wagon in Supercross. See, I've had multiple people tell me that they still feel like Maros is going to win it. So has I mean, Maros won a round yet? That's what I'm saying. He ain't won a round yet. It's just, and, and what about a bit bit <laughs> salty on the round one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be still a bit, he'll be feeling that. But. Technically. Um, so, look, you got, you know, Gibbsy's back up to form. Cloudy killed it on the weekend. His sprint speed was on another level. I mean, Metcalf was on form. He just had that crash in the last one. Waters needs to come back after a really bad round. I mean, a really bad round in force, but the points he gave out was huge. Melros was super consistent. But honestly, to me, I think that was the round Melros should have won. At, on the weekend? Well, yeah, yeah he had, obviously had the speed, winning Super Like, Bowl he had the speed, he had everything he needed, and he didn't get it done. But you can't say third was awful either. Well, you got to think now, uh, having round one, I guess, taken away from him with the penalty, then he crashed out at Broadford leading. Crashed out at Wontaggy. Yeah, so he really hasn't capitalised on... I think on, he's... he's I think he's calmed down a little bit since then crashes, and maybe that's why he's not putting himself in them positions to win too. I guess, but coming into the last three rounds, it'll be cool to see if he steps that intensity back up and uh, really makes a run for it, because nine points, like we said, is nothing. It ain't nothing. So, I mean, you can lose three of them in Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, let's talk about Seagull Waters, Metcalf. We talked about him. Longy, whole shot oh, that second back-to-back. It's got to be a tough – it is a tough season for Longy. For him, out of all the tracks, it wasn't rough. It was quite fast. We, it was quite jumpy scrubs and that he shouldn't have had so bad. No, we did an interview with him on Saturday because he won at Ranch last year and he's won a lot of the back-to-backs at those New South Wales-style tracks. And and we were hyping it up for the show, the TV gig. Like, yeah, he's, he's going to be amongst it. And when he got that whole shot in the second moto, it was like, all right, this is on. But I had a chat with him on Saturday off camera and he sort of said he's, I don't know, the motocross season's done for him with the championship because of the injury and he wants to focus on supercross. So he's like, I don't think he wants to put himself in any position where he can get hurt again with motocross. To me, that just, you can't think like that. He's got to, like, we were only just over halfway through the series. I know it smashes out quite quickly and we've got three rounds to go with, like, two weeks left pretty much. Yeah, but, but he'll be fast to cool him. He's fast in the sand. Yeah, so I guess for him, he's if he's already looking to supercross, it's probably not a great sign for his results to finish out the motocross season. Yeah, I don't but know. It's, it's tough, man. I mean, he had he got injured at the worst possible time. Yeah, round one, all that build-up and it's then like just nothing. When everyone else is racing and building momentum, he's done nothing. Because he is, has been, and we saw on the weekend, he's a touch off that top group, and I guess he's being paid by Cowie to be in that top group. So for him, it's, it's got to be disappointing, and hopefully... Yeah, I don't think Cowie are paying him the money the same as the other top guys. I guess, but for me, like I said, I think it was on the last show, I put Longy in for a good result at Moray. He's If he's going to do it anywhere, he needs to do it at Moray because it's really jumpy. Uh, it's not going to be crazy rough. Like, it does get quite rough, but it's not like 
a complete animal out there. Yeah. So he really needs to come out and, and get a good result at Maury. And if you think he's going to do well at Corm, then he may finish this series off with, uh, you know, a few top five results. Yeah, he might. It's um, We'll see where it goes. Uh, you know, who else? So um, Rikers, he was seventh overall. He had a good moto in that last one, I think it was. We had a couple of good moments. Yeah, he did. Um, he's he, really establishing himself as the best of the rest. Best of the rest. Uh, I love Jaden too, man. Like he's at the airport with his baby, like so cool. Just he's like privateer, working man, got new family. Well, I was actually out well, probably a few weeks ago now, a couple of weeks ago, um, riding, and he was out there that day, and he'd actually just come off night shift. Yeah, pinned at home. Had a few hours sleep and then was out there doing motos with us. So he's doing it hard, man. Um, he's got seems like it's got a quite a good program underneath him for how hectic it probably is, and for him to come out and be fifth in the championship, I know he lost that spot to Gibbs. Um, but he ain't meant to beat those. I guys, don't, yeah, man. I don't think anyone was expecting him to stay in front of Gibbs in the points. But for him to be top five, you got to think that that secondary spot on a team next year, he's got to be considered. He's got to be in line for it. The problem is that that secondary spot doesn't really usually pay in Australia. Anything so worth, yeah. for him, he's just got a kid. He's probably in the same deal he's going to be in, and that's the hard part. You go, well, yeah, he's going to be in line, but he ain't doing enough to get a number one spot on a, on a factory team. That's why you can't have kids, man. You've got to feed them. You've got to pay the bills. Dude, they're expensive. Yeah, I'm not into that. I've had one for like a year now, and they, they, they add up. You okay? I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caleb Ward. Uh, eighth overall. Not what he was, but in saying that, that's not a good track for him. So uh, he's got to get through Maury, and he's got to survive yeah, Maury. He's got to survive Maury, but at this point for Wardy, and and I like Wardy, but it it ain't looking good for him for next year. I, he's been pretty vocal, but if he doesn't get the support he needs, it might not. Oh, he's gonna pull the pin. Well, I don't know. I don't know where he's at, but the, he keeps talking about support, and obviously, if he's talking about it, it means he needs more of it. Well, he, well, everyone needs more of it, but you know what I mean. So you have to think, what do you reckon he's getting a paycheck from Alpine Stars? Yeah. And then Davies, I wouldn't imagine Davies is a paying team, is it? No, Davies ain't a paying team. So I think his program looks like gear money. It looks like um, bikes and parts from KDM and maybe TDM. 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 <laughs> well, my, my fiance's <laughs> name is Tatum. So she's <laughs> TDM. Um he wouldn't be on sign-off from KDM, but I'm pretty sure he'd be on bonuses. Maybe he gets a little bit of program. You know, sometimes they do like a program money where they just give you like a certain amount. Yeah. Not like sign-on, but it's like, hey, he's... And he hasn't made bonuses, so it's probably a bit of a rough well, go that's what him. I'm saying. He, he's probably... It's funny with that because say he was... Let's say he was one of our top prospects in Australia three years ago or two years ago or whatever. Yeah. He took that opportunity, went overseas, probably wasn't the best ride. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, in my opinion, he didn't take an opportunity. It was a wrong move. Same as came what? back and had to have pretty much every limb attached, reattached. <laughs> <laughs> he had what four surgeries or something? Dude, two shoulder recos and a knee. <laughs> yeah, so like I mean, that's even for you, that's a lot of yeah, surgeries. So <laughs> it's funny that that the way things go. If he had stayed in Australia, maybe it would be quite different. But I think for him to pull the pin after this year, which you got to say it's a rebuilding year. Well, I guess last year was rebuilding but last year was better but the broken hands hurt him bad this year yeah so as much as it sucked it would be sort of bad it would suck to see him pull the pin when i mean the, in two years you, he could be a title guy like he needs to go back to mx2 you reckon he's I a do. big boy yeah but he needs to go back to mx2 
Yeah. He would probably be in title con- contention next Look, year if Nathan, he goes. Nathan Crawford did a year in MX1 on Factory Cowie, do you remember? Yep. In 16. I remember that, yep. Yeah, and he dropped back down. And then he went ahead and, like, had a lot of injuries. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, but then if he was on a 450, like, it took him a whole season to get back. To where he's at now. Oh, right? yeah. If he was, if on, he a was on a 450, he'd be riding around in the 10th place, same yeah. as Caleb Ward. And it ain't like I'm bagging out Caleb. I'm just saying the injuries he's had, he needs to get back on 250. Yeah, it would be hard for him to step back and do that when you've been a podium guy in the 450 class. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to think big picture. I mean, what's he, what, 22, 23? I'm not sure. It's you a, always make out these riders to be way older than they are. Yeah, but I think Caleb is actually that age. Oh, okay. But that's a young age to retire. Well, is it? It's not retiring. Like, is there any rider in Australia <laughs> retiring? No, they're all getting a job, stepping away, whatever you want to yeah, call okay, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They're not going to the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, we've got to move this along. Uh, Connor Tierney, he had a really quiet ninth overall, which surprised me because I didn't see him all day on the on the screen. But shout out to Connor Tierney. He's only back a couple of rounds. He got top ten. Richie Evans, not a good round. He's had. He's been quiet all season. He has, and. It's just, I do. I like Richie. He's a rad guy. Does he keep that ride for next year? Because it's nice to see him. Yeah, be. I don't know what he's employed to. What they their expectations of him would be, but yeah. we haven't seen him really run in that top five that much. Well, that whole program is supposed to be for the Yamaha guys that have stayed blue crew that didn't end up at Serco or CDR. So he fits that mold. I don't know. I mean, Bish and him are pretty tight. Scott Bishop and he fits the team dynamic well between Mike Wardy and everybody. They all love him. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it ain't about your results. Sometimes the teams just don't want someone to work with. It's just a nightmare. I th- I really feel like he would have taken that next step in the MX2 class if he had stayed down. But yeah, it's. I mean, I didn't think Mitch would go well stepping down, but he did. So maybe he should have stayed 250 as well. Yeah. Um, Rob Bell 11th, Whiteman 12th, Boppo, he's still struggling with health issues. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, I talked Wouldn't to you just think they bench him and get say, get ready for Supercross? Because at this rate, there's no point in being out there. Yeah, well, I think he's seeing a doctor next week from what Clint Hellier, the owner of the team, was telling me at the airport. It's got to suck um, to do pretty much your whole career and just be in and out of doctor's appointments trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah, I know, right? I can't imagine. Dobson 15th, um, Cody Dice 16th, Jesse had that crash, Cody... Dylan Wood, that's, you know, the rest of it's basically... What was uh, Zach Small? Because he actually whole shot him over. He did, he did and then he, he's 14th overall. I don't know too much about Smalley's day, to be honest, but I think he I think he went off the track after that whole shot, didn't he? I don't know, but I was... I might be wrong. Here's what's funny. Um, from the, excuse me, from the um, Gimpy show, uh, Joe Evans comes up to me. Uh, while I'm watching the, the qualifying, he's like, man, listen to the show from Gimpy, loving it. He's like, hey, one thing, um, you said that uh, there was no two-stroke hole shots at Gimpy. I was like, oh, did I? He's like, yeah, I got one. Like, how did you miss it? And I was like, oh, okay. I'm I like, still did don't you, remember. Did you go down or something? And he's like, yeah, I went down in the fourth turn. I'm like, all right, that's why I, I didn't remember it. But it, this is actually a notable thing because I said to him, dude, I watched like eight races a d- on the weekend I have to do like the PR stuff after, like my brain is fried. So I only really remember like the the notable stuff. So for you privateers listening to listen to the show, I know a lot of the guys racing the series do. Like if we mess up, me specifically, um, message me and say, hey, you, you, you messed up that or say, hey, this is what happened to me on the weekend. So I've got some context to what's going on because honestly, Duran, I get a little bit pissed off, not with Joel. Like Joel was totally cool how he came up to me. It's not about him, but... Sometimes I feel like the guys in the pits, the riders, and I'm not naming anyone in particular, but I think they think the media is like a massive inconvenience to them. 
to be honest with you. You reckon? I do. I wouldn't really consider myself media. I I am. Yeah, I guess. You know, I do the TV, I do this. Loosely like call yourself media. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not a, um, exclusively media. I do other things, yeah, yeah. but I'm in the media for the industry. Well, we actually, that rem- reminds me, we had um, R- R- the... The the WBR team. Uh, yeah, they hit us up. Mess- yeah, yeah, that was yeah, cool. That was cool. Um, I didn't reply and for I like couldn't, two weeks. I, that was my bad. But. I couldn't actually remember what I had said. I was like, fuck, I hope I haven't said thrown <laughs> no, away. No, they were all about it. I read what you're like, shit, guys, did I say anything <laughs> bad? Like, what I say? <laughs> so that was funny. But yeah, no, it was cool to hear that they listen. Yeah, a, a lot of guys in the pits listen. But I don't know, for you guys that are listening, um, you know, if you're on a factory team and you're getting the results, like, good for you. But I think there's a lot of guys that, I feel like I try to talk to them and get some context on what's going on with them and they just shrug you off. Either they cool guy you or they just feel like you're trying to throw them under the bus. But it's like, dude, you get you get paid two reasons. You know, you perform on the track, but also you got to do your job, represent your sponsors, sell bikes, sell parts. Like, not saying that talking to me is going to fix all that. But um, I don't know, man. I think there's got to be some more media training for the Aussie Moto guys or something because they just think that this little environment they're in is enough and they've got to like you look at what dan reardon does like he gets it you know he doesn't race mx nationals anymore but he gets how to brand himself he does a lot of the media stuff not enough of those guys do that yeah but sometimes you're just not the person to want to talk to like everyone i oh, guess yeah like i'm just trying to say their side yeah well i mean i everyone, understand everyone, that's their job but everyone likes getting sponsored and likes getting paid right yeah i guess yeah like sometimes i don't want to talk to clients on the phone but you know, I like getting paid, so I'm that guy. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, just just my two cents, you know. Hit me up if you think I'm talking out of my ass there, guys. But um and also I think you're talking if, out your ass. <laughs> you can, you can, that's fine. Um and if uh you know, if you guys had something happen on the weekend or whatever, let me know because then I can put it in the pod and I'm not pulling stuff out of my ass, like Duran just said. So let's look at um probably MX two. Uh we don't have long. We've been we need to get this done in like 15 minutes. So we're going to run through this real quick. Um, man, Webster. That's cool to see that he's, it's coming all together for him. And now we're, what's the championship, the the points difference between? He is 10 points back. So just like the MX1 class, we're he getting a real run for the championship. 25 here. points back to 10 points back. So like we just, like I just asked you before with Todd Waters. Yeah. The fuck happened with Wilson Todd on the weekend? Because <laughs> so to me, I was watching that first moto, and I'm thinking this is exactly like Gimpy. Yeah, he is just out front. He's going to continue his pace, and the riders behind him are going to try and get him, and they're going to make mistakes, and then he's just going to win like normal. Yeah, but it seems like those few weeks more of Crawford getting that base build up after these injuries. He just trumped him and just kept that. He upped the intensity towards yeah. the end of that moto and just took off. And Wilson couldn't match it. And it looked like he had arm pump or well, something. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I hear that Wilson suffers with arm pump. I don't know how true it is. But in Murray Bridge, apparently his arms were completely locked up. And it looked to me like once you sort of had that intensity squirt from Nato Crawford, that the reaction from Wilson was to tighten up maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's strange that both the DPH guys struggled on that track, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, but the well, in saying that, yeah, they do have the same suspension company and yeah, so everything like that. But it was surely they, like, look at thing. Malkowitz; he was running. Up yeah, front. he was killing it. True. Um, do we want to touch on that rumor or what rumor? The whole asking a different team to ride a different bike. 
Oh, I don't know anything no, about we, that. We won't talk about that. Though. Anyway, <laughs> I'm out of the loop with that one, buddy. Um, so uh, we haven't seen Wilson get a fifth. When was the last time we saw him get a fifth overall? Overall, no. He had like a moto fifth at Murray Bridge, I think. Or so, f- yeah, uh, even with bike problems here. But this is the thing. like He rebounded in that second moto, and then he rebounded off the ground when he went down. Yeah. So obviously... Um, Not often we've seen him crash. So I was thinking... With such bad weather in Victoria at the moment, he, I know he would have been riding a lot more sand base. I've been out of the track when he's been riding a lot yeah. of track. So maybe we were being so hard uh, that may have been a factor. He pumped up and wasn't I think it quite just comfortable. Comes, I think it just comes down to he wasn't comfortable on the track. I mean, he forced the issue on the second moto and tucked the front in that rut and went over and that was it. But either way you look at it, man, not a good one to – I think for Wilson, Todd, when it unravels, it unravels a lot. He kind of reminds me of like a Tomac or something a little bit. I wouldn't Actually, really nah, compare that, him to that's Tomac. That's not fair. Scratch that. But we did see it. Look at Sydney. Um, we've came together with Blos and then just proceeded to yard sale himself through the whoops. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So um, I don't know. Like, it just seems like when it when he gets a bit flustered sometimes, I expect him to rebound. Do you, do you, do you still got him for the championship? Yeah, I think so. I do too. Because uh, – yeah, everyone says Webster's amazing in the sand and, and at Coolum, which he is. I think Wilson on a rough track, sand like that, he practices in that stuff so often down in Gippsland that I really think he'll probably win Coolum. So uh, back on Webster, how cool was it that he came out and, and came from practically last in that first moto, kept charging, had those like crazy good lap times, and almost caught Crawford at the end. Dude, that was it for me was um, everyone saying at the start of the day how one line and even qualifying like, yeah, track's all right, but it's going to be so one line when the racing starts. Heard that from a lot of riders. And then Webster proceeds to pass like the whole field nearly. And, and he had uh, to come through some fast guys. Fast guys. And the amount of freaking passes he was making, I was like, all right, this track isn't one line and Webster is a bad dude right now. So he was not, I guess, lucky because I feel like he would have passed him anyway. But when it was Jay and was it Tanty or... He, he got that two-for-one yeah, two deal. Yeah, two-for-one with yeah. Malkowitz. There was a That's what we was talking about. So, I mean, let's talk about Malkowitz for a minute. So he was leading. He seemed comfortable. You know, at the start of the show, they were like, who's your pick for the whole shot in this mode? I said Malkowitz. He's fresh out of juniors a couple of years ago from Victoria. Kid gets good starts on concrete. He nailed that first start. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, unfortunately went down. But he looked good for those four or five laps he led. He did. And then... It's just seemed to sort of unravel there and we saw the first crash and that just seemed like he sort of hit a soft spot and fell over and then uh the second crash was that was what lapped. we were I'm talking about sure what was going on there. and then he threw his arms up <laughs> but that's where webster got around wilson and um tanny but you have to remember he's a rookie in mx2 and those things sort of happen yeah, uh, he, and like he's already had one podium this year so for him yeah he might his expectations may have been a little bit Higher, uh, yeah. How you going for the year? But um, <laughs> he had he pro- proven that he's a, can be a podium guy. But I think just that he will be. I think next year, yeah, he will be. He's for only sure. eighteen or whatever he is, so still to be running up with that front group that are quite a little bit older. It's still pretty impressive. Nato Crawford gets his first moto win in a while. Really, he, surely he's got to win around in these next three. He will. I think Coolum. He's going to be. So now we've just said Wilson's good in Coolum. We just said Kyle Webster's good in call, and now we've got Crawford. So, 
Well, one of them's going to win it. Yeah, someone has to win. Well, Jay Wilson's fast there. Yeah, Jay Wilson's good there too. Wilson so this 250 fight, class yeah. is really shaping up quite good. Grab yourself some popcorn for Coolum. See who's right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, NATO, he was nearly crying after that first moto win. I know. I thought we were going to get a lessie. I was going to Oh. Like, I, yeah, it's cool yeah. to see emotion out of him, but Jesus Christ, keep a lid on the cry. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> He's, he's entitled to be emotional. He's I, from those injuries, he's come back. All right, so the injuries you've come back from, and you go race Supercross, say, and you have your first good result. You're not going to just have a whimper. I don't know. I I don't think I'd put myself in a position <laughs> to win, for one. But no, I wouldn't cry. It requires you staying off the ground. Yeah, long exactly. Enough to do yeah, that. yeah. That ain't happening. But uh, I definitely wouldn't cry. Um, shout out to NATO. That was cool. Jay Wilson had a quiet day, but a good day for third overall. Yeah, where'd he go? 3 4 or 4 3. Yeah, yeah. So just a quiet day for him, but. Um, Kept his championship alive, but it's starting to look like it's a two horse race. How many points out of it is he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I know Webster's. I think he was one point from Webster. So Webster's 10 back. Jay'd be about 15. So it's a little bit, but uh, we're still got three rounds. I don't know if that's right. And he's going to be really good at Maury. He's just uh, does coaching there. He's he's from that area, so he's going to be good there. And like you just said, he's really good at Coolum. So three guys could win this championship. Just, just like the four fifty class, I don't think yeah. in a few years we've had this. No, we haven't. We had the four fifty class in sixteen, where it was Waters, Gibbs, and Ferris. Do you remember? Because Ferris just launched himself to death at um, Wanneroo. So Wilson's <laughs> twenty points out. Oh. So a little bit more than... A little closer, but not much. He only made up four or five points. Um, Aaron Tanny, man, Tanny's riding really well, but it just doesn't seem to happen for him. When I seen that track in the, the, like when I first started watching NRG, I expected him to be a little better than he was. He's really good when it's fast, sort of hard pack and not... Oh, he's from New South. Yeah, so I kind of expected a little bit more out of him on the weekend, but... I just feel like there might be something missing for Tanny in his program. I know this is purely speculation, but outside looking in, it it definitely ain't fitness, I don't think, because his body language doesn't change. Well, he's in the clout group of training, so I would imagine. I think it's mental. I think it's like a mental thing. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know what it is, but... It just doesn't seem like the execution's there down the long run. Um, Talking about um, someone sort of hovering around that sort of fifth, what's the go with Wilsey? What did he do on the weekend? Wilsey, well, he's six overall. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, okay. Honestly, like it, it, he obviously was around that five, six, seven spots. Quiet again, best of the rest, whatever you want to call it. He's the first non-factory-back guy in that group. Yeah, which is kind of, I guess, at this point expected of Wilsey. Yeah. Um, but... We haven't seen that flash of like a, a win in a moto or that. This yeah, we year, normally we? see that like once a year. Yeah, but, um, might happen at Maury. Might Morgan Fogarty he had a good weekend, seventh overall. Uh yeah, I, I didn't really take too much notice. Um, so you got Davy Motorsports six and seven. That's pretty cool. I mean, Morgan's been climbing back after that knee reco he had. So that's the best. I think that's the best uh, round of the season for him. Uh, Paz was eighth. He had some good starts. Pozniak, Ricky Latimer, ninth. Um, Luke Reardon. Man. Oh, I've actually seen that crash. Sending it. Yeah, so he's obviously got some good sprint speed, but um, what's the story there? Does he not just race? or? Well, he- I talked to a buddy of mine in on the Gold Coast. He actually coaches with Reardon. Um, and he messaged me. He's like, how about Reardon? I'm like, yeah, what's his deal? Because we don't see him and he pops up and leads a race. Like, what's he doing? And he said he's studying full-time at uni. He works a job and he coaches. 
and I guess he just rides for fun and decides to go do a couple of races. So what you're probably seeing is someone there with the skills to do it, but not the time to well, put it in. That's exactly it. You Comes out, wants to run at the front because he can, but he then just falls apart. Adrenaline dumps, that's it. And man, he went down hard on that crash. Do you see that? Yeah, it did. It wouldn't have tickled. Uh, Bailey Malkowitz ended up 15th overall. Um, Tommy Ravenhorst 13th. Joel Green 14th. Joel Evans 12th. It's about a wrap on MXD, um, I think. And we're going to have to wrap this one up. But uh, MX2, sorry. MXD, it was basically, um, it was, uh, man, help me out here. Purvis, obviously. And um, Duffy. And Purvis was fast, but he crashed. Duffy was consistent. Um, Reese Bard was there. Sorry, we don't really have a lot of time to chat about MXD. But um, wasn't the craziest of good racing. Uh, but... Duffy was strong, Purvis was fast, if not faster at certain times, but it just didn't work out for him. He actually crashed in the final turn trying to make a move on Duffy in the last race. Oh, really? He was sending it. I must have missed that when I was only watching the pro class. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> damn. No, I don't know. Sometimes the MXD racing is really good, but it just wasn't that exciting on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it kind of gets like that at the pointy end of the season, I think, with MXD. You reckon that the top guys have established themselves? There's the pecking orders there now. So... Um, all right, guys. Well, sorry to keep this one short. Sorry to have no guests this week, but we wanted to make sure we got some content out for you. Like I said, um, the conversation, the Inside the, the Conversation podcast out. Check that out. Uh, search it in the Podcatcher apps. Um, it's also embedded on the MX Nationals homepage. We're going to have the Inside the Network website up and running soon with all these pods listed for you to listen to on your browser, on your desktop. Um, and... I'll be hitting you guys maybe with some content this week on this channel. I've done a, uh, a race team bike test and review that I'm going to drop. And I've also done a couple of interviews with some riders that are, I wouldn't say like super high profile guys, but the privateer profiles and stuff. We're going to start putting that out all through this channel. Are you allowed to say what bike you're riding? Yeah, I rode the SB Motorsports RMZ250. And this bike's pretty interesting because there's not a lot of RMZ250s around anymore. It's, so I uh, expect an honest review of it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you as it is. Like, I thought the bike had some some good things, and it definitely had some things it, it needs to work on. Um, but we're going to hit you. I've got some imagery and some video, and I'll put that on the socials when I drop the podcast. That'll probably be this week at some point. Um, yeah. So we're going to bring more content. I know I keep saying it. We're working on it. It's only been, you know, six months. And for those of you that follow me on Instagram, we've got a new studio here now, so we're going to work on doing video content with the pods. Um we're working on it, guys. So I appreciate the love. Keep subscribing. Keep sharing. Keep getting it out there for us. Um, hit me up and tell us that we're out to lunch if we are. We probably are on most things, Jaram, but, you know, that happens. Speak for yourself. Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so when are you going to the States? Uh, I, uh, uh, what's today? Monday. So ne- not this Saturday, the next. All right. So I'm going to have to call you to do these reviews. Throughout are we? Well, I, I thought you'd just replace me with someone better looking. Oh, that's a hard task. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to move. We might have Duran on for the rest of the season if he's not too busy being factory in LA with all the, um, you know, Insta models. But uh, until then, I wish. Peace out.